ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Finger Guns podcast, the penultimate episode of the year. We've only got one more after this, and then we're taking a bit of a break. But uh, my goodness me, I can't believe we're here already. Joining me this evening is Kat. Hello. Oh, one more after this. That's crazy, isn't it? I know, right? It's all very, very fast. I know. It's almost like it's the end of the year. Weird. <laughs> almost. But we got a big old game of the year one next week, so that'll be fun. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, how the devil are you, dude? I'm very well, thank you. How, how on earth are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Starting a new week. Work, work from home today. It's always good starting your Monday working from home if you've got to be in the rest of the week. Just sets sure. you up on the right foot, do you know what I mean? Had the heaters, feeling like a boss-ass bitch. It'd just be like that, you know? <laughs> yes, well, quite indeed. Yes, I feel much the same. Do you feel like a boss-ass bitch, Ross? Always. Always. I mean, and as you should. Yeah, for reals. For reals, though. In the year yeah. of the Barbie, you should feel like a boss-ass bitch. Yeah. I am so... I've got so much energy running through my veins. Absolutely, you should. I watched that again this week. It's such a delight. Did you? Oh, did. mate. Yeah. Were you still just as confused by the ending? No. I, I let it kind of wash over me, really. I was sort of like, I'm just going to hit back and enjoy this. Um, yeah, true. Fair. But yeah, I did enjoy it. It's just such a... What a joy. What a joyous thing. Absolutely. It really, really is. Um, how's your carpet? <laughs> Fucking beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Sorry, out of context, that sounds awful, doesn't it? Um, Kat got a new carpet in her house this week. Yeah, in um, my house on my floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. No, it literally feels like a bounty castle. Like I walk on it barefoot in the morning, and I feel like I'm going to hit the ceiling because it's so fucking comfy. Honestly, awesome. I've never ever thought that I could enjoy something so mundane as you do a fresh carpet. Like it's such an adult thing, and people always joke in their twenties like about getting excited about appliances. Like, and we did that. We've done that years ago. We've all been excited about the like hair dryer or the Hoover or the washing machine or the dishwasher that we bought. There's some. It hits different when it's a carpet. I don't sure. know what it is. Feel it, my jellies. Hits different. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Does it match the drapes? Uh, yeah, technically, but the drapes are going. So because oh. I'm minging, yeah, and the carpet is not minging. Okay. So yeah. Okay, ten out of ten for carpet. No notes. All good. <laughs> yeah, drapes uh, minus three out of ten. Mm. Yeah, the drapes of the game awards 2023 of drapes. <laughs> We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, Miles Thompson. Hello there. How are you? I'm okay, thank you, mate. I'm okay. How are you, sir? I was good. You know, when Kat said that she never enjoys something so mundane, mundane as a car, but I was gonna, I was gonna say, have you met Miles? But yeah, um, she kept talking, and then I ran out of time. I fully expected it was coming as well, so I was actually a little bit disappointed it didn't happen. It was it was waiting in the wings, but there was no space to jump in. So it was it was almost a bit too obvious in a way, wasn't it? And it lost it its was. opportunity. And I'm a little yeah. bit sad about that. Yeah, me too, me too. But hey, we make up for it when we have to explain it at the end. That's, that's, that's the best kind say. of comedy. I'll get roasted at some other point during this part, I'm sure. So how on earth are you enjoying your carpet parts? 
Oh, it's lovely, Roscoe. It is lovely, lovely, lovely. It's, uh, yeah, like Kat said, you uh, don't really appreciate that you're old until you get a new carpet and suddenly you just appreciate the comfort of a new carpet. And this is life now. <laughs> well, you can tell this is the last episode of the year because we're just running out of things to talk about. <laughs> That's it, yeah. What do you recommend? Carpets. A really Carpets. good, fresh carpet. Yeah. There you go. Sorted. Yeah, a nice chair on a winter's day. Ooh. Oh. Spoil me. Oof. <laughs> and and feeling a little under the weather, but like a hero joining us nonetheless, it's Josh Thompson. What would my theme tune be? Ah, oh, I don't know. Be like na 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 It's not bad, actually. Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> Roscoe, can you make that the intro sound? Like... <laughs> no, don't do that. Do it, Roscoe. Yeah. Do it. It's not a problem. I can do that in the edit. That's absolutely fine. Um, the Finger Guns Podcast. <laughs> but I'm trying to insinuate that you're a hero, but you know, you said. See, more explaining jokes. That's what we are today. <laughs> <laughs> then a hero comes along. If his throat is not so strong. Oh. But he doesn't make it last because he joins us on the podcast. Oh, yeah. see, this is this is why he's the songwriter. This is why he's the songwriter of the crew. I agree. That was Yeah, that all was I got tough. was no 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 sore throat. German I'm not German though. No. Uh, yeah, you can buy my music currently on iTunes and Amazon. That'd be great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate there that. There you go. Right before Christmas. Yeah. I've got a Christmas song up there now as well. You should go and check it out. It's very Oh, let's make it a Christmas number one. Let's oh, get that okay, rate my yeah. takeaway out of the way and uh, get Roscoe to number one. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, other than not feeling too well, you go otherwise, Josh? Could Damn. Everything fine? Do you know what? No, but we carry on <laughs> we oh, move on jeez wonka's come out hasn't it so mm. jesus christ the people ah the precious the god public. if we all if we all just lived in our own bubbles I th- we'd be so much better but we don't we live amongst everyone else who yeah whatever let's move on <laughs> i don't want to talk about them let's talk about video games let's Let's well let's get into our game of the week then. Cat from the top. What is your game of the week? So my game of the week is redacted and I can't talk about it. So what I was thinking of doing was talking about the games that you already know I play, but have had recent updates. Um and I've played them. So okay. technically my game of the week update is there's two i'll talk about them both because fuck it why not is the chucky dlc for dead by daylight um and the disney dreamlight valley like massive like upgrade patch it's had to it um because it's had multiplayer added i think it's i'm not completely certain but i absolutely think it's got a new valley attached to it um and the reason i say that is because it tells me that i've i'm 14 percent complete on dreamlight valley and then 0% complete on this other island. And it allows me Ooh. to switch on and off 
characters to Dreamlight Valley because then they go to this other island instead. And I'm like, how do I get to this other island? So that's very cool. Multiplayer has come to Disney Dreamlight Valley. So um, whoever has it and knows me and listens, if you if you want to like, I don't know, come visit my island and I'll visit your island, like hit me up because I want to check that out. But I can't check it out because, you know, you see, I'm, I'm kind of up for this because if I was to start again on Dreamlight, I would need like a lot of supplies and stuff. So I reckon you could bring some to me. I, I like could Crossing. as well. Yeah. I absolutely could because I have like chests full of supplies because there's so many tasks later on where they're like, you have to collect six of these. And I'm like, ha I've already got six of those, motherfucker. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, so I can do the tasks really quickly. So yeah, I probably do have loads of shit for you um so yeah please hit me up that'd be really cool and also we can like make things that will like get us like unique items because we're in a multiplayer world it's very cool sweet so that's that's update number one game of the week update number two is if you play chucky from double daylight then you're a prick no i'm kidding um (laughs) so anybody who plays chucky at the moment so double always go through this thing it's a little bit like the Apple phones. When the brand new Apple phone releases, it's always a bit broken to begin with. And then it kind of evens itself out like a month or two later. And I feel like that's the pattern that Dead by Daylight kind of follow is they release something and then they have to walk back a few things. So this is what I predict they will do with Chucky because I think between myself, Josh and Miles, I think we've only really escaped Chucky once twice and we're not you know newbie players by no means you know we don't win every single game but there is like a weighted difference to how much we're not escaping chucky um and uh, you know in the last like seven six seven months anyway dead by day let's had kind of a bit of an off the tip balance towards killers um i don't care what you're saying come for me for that i don't care read reddit it's all over reddit it's just a thing that everybody accepts now that killers have it a little bit more on their side it's fine we had our time as survivors yada 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 but yeah so chucky has this power where essentially he becomes undetectable which means you cannot hear his terror radius when he's near you you can turn that on and then he can dash at you if he dashes at you he hits you um and then he can yeah then it's called slicing and dicing and he can also kind of like do that and it's it all of it together is just a bit bullshitty um He's he's weirdly fast. Like he's so fast that Miles actually bought him to check that he wasn't faster than other players. And I don't think he is faster than other players, but he does give off the appearance that he might be. Um yeah, he is really fun to play as, but he's just not that fun to be up against at the moment because everybody's being chucky, nobody's escaping. It, yeah, tricky situation. But you know, it's still fun, it's still a good time. I think it's like six quid, and you can be the bride of Chucky as well if you pay a little bit extra. Um, so that's cool. Still the same voice actors as well of Chucky. I mean, like how they wrote that dude in. Wow, incredible. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun, but I think they will walk back um some potential things, whether they like I don't know, walk back how how quickly he can slice and dice again or how long he can be undetectable for, that kind of thing. Um, 
also as part of like his map he has like little footsteps everywhere so it gives you the impression he's constantly coming towards you but he's not it's completely random and then sometimes it will be actually in your direction because he is near you that's just really annoying um <laughs> and then sometimes if you walk into it you can be like hindered in some way that's also really annoying um but yeah other than that Oh. All right. So Chucky might get nerfed in future updates, is what we're saying. Hundred percent. I can imagine. Hundred percent. That's that's exactly what's gonna happen. He's gonna get nerfed in some capacity. Then buffed again, then nerfed again, because that's DVD's shit. Oh, he is a little prick, so it's fair. Yeah, right now he is. It's fair, <laughs> but yeah. That's almost you saying positive things about Dead by Daylight though. Are you okay? I know, I know. I've done like another 360. Who knew? Unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Miles Thompson, what be your game of the week, young sir? Uh, well, I've also been playing a bit of Daylight, as Kat alluded to. And, no. Uh, it's, yeah, it's an interesting time for the game. Um, however, it's not my game of the week. Yeah, mine is Chessorama. And wait, go on, Roscoe, say it. Go on. No, I'm curious about this. Oh, that's a I know nothing of surprise. chess, so uh, do tell. Well, it's quite interesting, actually. So there is like a typical chess game mode you can play if you just want to play chess against other people. Um, but the actual core of the game is it's basically like a little puzzler. And it's quite cute, to be fair. Um, so it basically takes chess pieces, obviously, from a chess board, um, and it creates different kind of puzzle games around them. So, for example, in the football game, you'll have to score the goal by avoiding the defenders or obstacles and the goalkeeper. But say, for example, if you've got like a rook, it can only pass left, straight, right or backwards, um, whereas a bishop can pass diagonally. So you have to like position your different kind of um, statues in different places in order to be able to solve the puzzle and score the goal. Um, and it's really creative. So like there'll be about 24-ish um levels per puzzle type and each one gets progressively harder where you'll get like a new chess piece to use um there's like a farm one which i think you and cat would absolutely adore because it's just got that real kind of cutesy kind of vibe that the two of you really like in um games like uh dreamlight valley um where you use like a knight piece which obviously moves in like an l shape but it'll give you like two of them and they'll both be on different um like puzzle pieces but they'll both move the same way so if you move one like left the other one will also move it so you've got to actually be quite creative in how you solve some of the puzzles and there'll be like little mini challenges we'll be like do it in x amount of moves um or do it without like retreading onto the same kind of tile that you've already used um and there's even like a a samurai inspired one where you have to like use your chess piece in a certain way to move other pieces so that you can smash them a bit like the harry potter version of chess you know when they smash each other and ron sacrifices himself and hermione makes a big deal out of it um it's a bit like that turned into a game mode um got it and- i understood that reference 100 i love that <laughs> you're free to check the king not no, me ron, you can't. not hermione <laughs> Yo. this you. is amazing <laughs> yeah i had to throw it in there i was like i've got to get this reference in somewhere because it's just iconic at this point um so i'm glad that that you know landed um but yeah it's genuinely i thought it was i'm not gonna lie i thought it was gonna be a little bit crap and i actually played it for a good couple of hours um on my first time jumping into it and i was like Do you know what i'm actually having a decent time with this some of it's a little bit frustrating it does hold get up, a little hold bit... up hold up hold up this is yet another game that you thought was going to be crap and you enjoyed yeah 
we're adding it to the ever-growing list of games. Listen, listen. I've you had think, no, I'm not going to play that. I've had extra play on the Fortnite. <laughs> and you're like, oh, actually, no, it's not bad. It's not bad. You've got to stop judging these video games, Miles. Listen, I'm just a bad judge of character. I thought Callisto and Atomic Heart were going to be games of the year. That went horribly. And then I thought that Exo Prime would be a pile of shit that I'd never play. So here we are, Roscoe. I'm learning. Wow, what a year you've had. <laughs> this is how you break <laughs> preconceptions. <laughs> Incredible. Um, and yeah, it's a fun little puzzle game. It's not amazing. It's not like the best thing you'll play this year, but it's also a really nice way to spend an afternoon. And there are some like mini game versions of the different modes that you can play as well. Um, it just feels like a cool little indie old school game um, with a, a cool kind of premise that it makes the most out of for a good you know handful of hours before it runs its course. Um, and if you get bored, you can just fall back to playing actual chess with other people, which is mildly infuriating but also kind of fun um so yeah i actually quite recommend it i think it was a decent shout and it was much better than the other one which will be a non-recommendation for this week so a bit of a spoiler for later Ooh, yeah exciting i've not seen you on the um i'm not seeing the on the island uh recently mars what's going on oh well three review games roscoe oh been busy you want to get sort of snake man you gotta commit ah uh, he's not out for another like 45 days you gotta commit, man. Gotta oh, he's commit. not he's not out. Yeah, I've got loads of time. I'll be supercharged when I come back. <laughs> Fine. I will be back though. I will. Can't wait. Uh Josh, what's your game of the week, sir? Um, my game of the week is a game that I've been reviewing. Uh it, and that is um Arizona Sunshine 2. Um I've been playing it on the PSVR 2, but it's also on uh MetaQuest 2 and 3. Uh, Steam VR and Pico of all places as well. Um, Arizona Sunshine was like a beloved game back in the day. It was a bit of a cult hit. Uh, it was uh, like a slapstick sort of zombie shooter. Um, and this continues that. It's uh, It's got a main campaign where you play as... Do you know, I don't think I've got that guy's name. But <laughs> I know he calls all the zombies Fred. And I think that's a, a carrying over from the first game. All the zombies are called Fred. Um, you're a dude in an apocalypse in Arizona who's just kind of surviving. Um, and he, like the start of the game is he wakes up, he sees a helicopter, crashes, and he finds a dog on that crash plane. Um, and he's kind of just going about his day, like trying to solve numerous different things with his partner his newfound partner the dog um and yeah uh it's um it's kind of like a i wouldn't say tactical shooter but it's one that it's very limited on your reload the reloading is very specific um and you don't have a lot of bullets in the clip so you've got to make every make sure every shot counts when all these zombies turn up um and I've not played too much of it for now. Uh, I've had loads of problems at home in terms of the walls and the space that I used to play VR in. Um, so I've tried to make a, a few accommodations to get that sorted and get get some hours in this before I can fully review it. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it like I said at the top, it's uh, it's kind of slapstick. So the guy's very snarky. He reminds me a lot of like Deadpool or um 
yeah, whoever else Deadpool was kind of like, you know what I mean? Those sort of protagonists that have got something to say about everything, like your Nathan Drakes and something like that. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's got very uh, funny one-liners. It's very kind of 2010s humour, but not in an offensive way. Um, and the shooting's really spot on. Um, I've kind of relatively new on the VR journey, so I've not played too many games to compare it to um but i will say that it is very like fluid in terms of its controls because you have your two guns either side of you on your waistband you have one on on your shoulder uh and as i mentioned about the reloading it's very specific there's like a few things you need to maneuver kind of like drop the clip pick up a clip from your waistband put it into the gun cock the gun back and then you can start shooting again so it's very like um very deliberate like you you are fighting against kind of your own knowledge of your weapons as well as fighting hordes and hordes of zombies at the same time um and it's very immersive in that way um it really does feel like an apocalypse like a zombie apocalypse and you're trying to just shoot your way through um and there's also a horde mode uh, which i've not tried out yet but that can be played up to with four players uh, the campaign is fully playable through co-op as well so you and another friend can play together um the environments aren't too shiny and pretty as like what it, the trailers made it out to look like um which isn't too much of a problem for me per se uh but there just is like a lot of ev environmental storytelling that's not happening it, i am spending my time kind of just looting through boxes and finding ammo and food and what have you but it's not like the most prettiest I've seen on PSVR 2 so far. Uh, but the gore, the shooting, the headshots are incredibly satisfying. There's enough gore for those people that are into that hyper-violent sort of look to games. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it, to be fair. Um, I'm trying to, <clears throat> trying to play through and not play too much at a time because, uh, you know, VR kind of gets kind of, you know stressful on your body sometimes if you play too long um there are kind of you know your standard sort of customizable options on how you can do the movement if you can if you want to do it fluid or if you want to do the point and click sort of thing that you can do um but yeah uh i do recommend it if you've got a psvr2 it's quite up there uh with the lineup that i've played recently i don't think i felt so immersed in a game uh vr wise and i've played for bit uh the horizon one uh call of the mountain um yeah i'd say it's on that sort of upper echelon so i've seen some discourse on like the price and that i do it's it's a bigger barrier entry to other vr titles but you're definitely getting your money's worth there's also discourse on the length of missions and how long they take yeah you can breeze past them but like you're missing a lot of the sort of fun of just like searching and kind of you know role playing in this apocalypse um but yeah arizona sunshine too it's pretty damn good so far so i'm looking forward to get back into it tracking it does look like a lot of fun and yeah um, and, and i good. i reckon yeah i reckon horde mode would be a, a blast because that's when you get the waves and waves of zombies going after you nice Nice, yeah. It's good to it's good to recommend VR stuff because it does seem a little thin on the ground for like massive sort of like absolute recommends for VR at the moment. So yeah, it's good. Yeah.
Um, definitely, in terms of reviews, seems to be up there, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. Because, uh, yeah, I have... because uh, PSVR 2 needs some freaking games. It yeah, really I, it's it's slowing it's slowly building its library. We got Synapse from this year and uh, mm. Horizon as well. It we're, we're getting there with these sort of like more mainstream titles. There are obviously the smaller games, um, but yeah, the library's filling out a little bit. It's it's becoming more worth a, a purchase these days. Absolutely, it really. I, just, I don't know. I'm surprised that Alex hasn't been announced for it yet, but maybe that's down the line. I hope so. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, what have I been playing? I mean, I'm not going to bore you with it, but I've, I've been playing um, the new Fortnite modes. Been checking out Lego Fortnite, uh, which is a delightful little survival um, experience. Um, I'm having a lot of fun time with that. It is fun to kind of recruit all the Fortnite characters into your village and get them to live in your houses and stuff. It's very sweet. It's very nice. And it's currently the most played mode on Fortnite at the moment, um, overtaking um royale and zero build so it's kind of crazy um the racing is fine it's not great it's just you know a very typical racing game um it's fun to go in there with like your rocket league uh cars and stuff like that that is fun um and the designs have been designs have been kind of like the level design i should say the uh the core design are very good um so it's fun joshua thompson you have a question uh yes i just want to say the Fortnite racing, the further you get with the ranks, the more intense the the maps that you play get. They're, that And it feels more like a Rocket League racer than your typical racer. Um, okay, cool. I've done that. I've done that journey to gold for that one character because I'm a I'm an idiot and I love stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you 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 really have to utilize that sort of rocket league sensibility of the, of the cars when you're higher up in the ranks because of the courses. Um, so it does get a lot better. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, there's obviously more for me to explore in that, but uh, so far, so far it's fine. Um, and there's Fortnite festival, which is the music one, um, which is essentially guitar hero. And no one told me how hard guitar was to play on a controller on an actual controller. It is a pain in the fucking ass i don't know how long i've been it's, it's been a long time since i've played you know one of the hero music games but having left and right on your d-pad and then square and circle so it's a straight line on on the controller so it makes sense from that perspective but it yeah it took a long time for it to kind of like register in my head and um there's a nice selection of music it is it is good fun um again you can buy songs in the store as as well as buying um instruments and all sorts of stuff and they've really maxed out the uh, the item shop if you go and check it out now it's just full of so many different things um but yeah it's all right it's all kind of beginning i think that it's going to be a lot more interesting kind of moving forward but uh these three modes are proving hugely successful so i think that's um that's only a good thing for fortnite the fact that it is, it is now becoming a full-on metaverse is uh is exciting for the future and we'll see what they add a little bit later on but so far these three modes seem to be doing what they're meant to be doing which is um, gaining popularity, being very successful, and also, you know, um, allowing people to play for free whenever they like. All these things are completely free to try and play and move into, and you can get passes for it if you want to, but you don't have to, as ever. So, yeah, it's great. But really, what I want to talk about is Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Because um, I really love this game. Um, I don't know that's probably unsurprising for everyone listening to this, but it's 
it is scratching that itch I knew it would scratch, which is the Far Cry itch. And I know we've been making jokes about Far Cry Pandora for the last couple of years about this game, but now I've actually got it in my hands. That's exactly what this thing is. And there's apps, I just, I don't know. I don't find anything wrong with that. I think it does exactly what it does very, very well. Um, it's absolutely stunning to walk around. Um, it is tricky to find places. The um, The kind of directional mode is a little bit, flimsy i don't think it's brilliant but i think it's sort of done that on purpose because it allows you to just explore pandora as you're trying to find these new areas and it's just absolutely gorgeous ubisoft have done an incredible job of making it feel hugely immersive and making you feel like you're actually in pandora um the combat is great um typical kind of like far cry shooty combat um i love going in with the bow i don't like having a gun i'm making me feel very overpowered um Go in the gun, but the melee is where it's at. I mean, the melee, you forget, you know, the Navi are meant to be these like nine foot tall monsters, monstrous things, and they really are. And so, like, you can like one punch, <laughs> one punch the enemies, and they go absolutely flying, and it's hugely satisfying. Um, when you see a kind of tiny human sort of like trying to square up to you, and you just punch them in the face, and they go for miles, it's beautiful. Um, it's it is a really, really fun experience and it's it's really captured the um the essence of the movies um like the spirituality of pandora is very much in play um being able to talk to awa and talk to your ancestors um but able to reach out to different navi on the on different areas of pandora this is set in a completely different area of pandora than the movies were set um which is really interesting um but it's just as beautiful and just as exciting and it's it really is living up to my expectations. I mean, I think it's sitting 74, 75 on Metacritic right now, which is about where it should be. You know, it's not, this game isn't going to change the world. It's exactly what you think it's going to be. Um, but I'm having a wonderful time with it. And it's exactly what I need this time of year. It's something that I can just sit down, sink my teeth into, not worry about anything else and just have a good fun time exploring. And Pandora is a wonderful place to explore, especially at night. Oh my God. I can't stop taking photos. The photo mode is going to be overblown. And I think I've got at least, I think, what did I look at? It's like 500 megabytes worth of pictures already and videos. <laughs> There's so much to see. It's um, it's wonderful. And I'm having a really, really fun time just, just exploring and being a Navi and being this massive dude who can just punch humans in the face and watch them fly into the sky. It's a wonderful thing. Um, so if you're, if you're a fan of Avatar, I mean, it's, it, you've probably got it already if you're a fan of Avatar, but um, if you're a fan of just like those Ubisoft exploration games, um, which are, are pretty line, pretty linear, but, you know, linear Ubisoft world, open worlds, you know, exactly what this is. Um, it points you in a direction and tells you to go that way, and then you shoot stuff or throw bows at stuff uh, or, you know, fire bows and stuff, I should say. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is, but I'm having a good time with it, and that's exactly what I wanted. So, very happy with the world of Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora. Um, okay. I was going to go to the quiz, but there's been some breaking news. And I want to share this with you right now. Um, I say breaking news. It's been breaking for about an hour, but I've only just seen it, so I'm considering it breaking news. Um, fantastic. The developers of The Day Before have released a statement. And I'm going to read it to you now. Today, we announce the closure of Fantastic Studio. Unfortunately, the day before has failed financially and we lack the funds to continue. 
all income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. We invested all our efforts, resources, and man hours into the development of the day before, which has been our first huge game. We really wanted to release new patches to reveal the full potential of the game, but unfortunately, we don't have the funding to continue the work. It's important to note that we don't take any money from the public during the development of the day before. There were no pre-orders or crowdfunding campaigns. We worked tirelessly for five years, pouring our blood, sweat, and tears into the game. We apologize if we didn't meet your expectations. We did everything within our power, but unfortunately, we miscalculated our capabilities. Creating games is an incredibly challenging endeavor. We're grateful to everyone who supported us during these difficult years. It's been a fantastic journey over the past eight years. So, the day before comes out, a week later, the studio closes and nobody gets a refund. Uh, Miles, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, their money laundering campaign has been really successful, hasn't it? Really successful. Well done, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This game is a shit show from beginning to end, and it's nice to see it continue on that trend. At least they were consistent in how badly they've treated everybody who's followed this game. It was like the most wishlisted game on Steam at one stage. And mm. seeing some of the reaction has been hilarious, though. I've seen like quite a few clips of like people literally starting the game, and the starting point that you begin at has clipped them underneath the map. And I was like, you didn't even bother to do the opening segment of your game to work. Yeah. It's just a massive shit show, and I can't say I'm surprised. And yeah, I don't know what's going on with this game, but the whole thing smacks of a shady Netflix documentary in like four years' time. This is meant to be a games as a service, and it's been shut down after less than a week. Oh, yeah. It's also uh, advertised as an MMO, and it literally is not an MMO. So it's mm. across the board, it's an absolute mess. They managed to not get the patent for the title of the game, so someone else did a few months ago. And that was their reason for apparently delaying it for like eight months. Um, honestly, I'm just amazed the game even came out in the first place. And now we can see why they've released it so that people could buy it so they could get some money to then close. So, yeah, the whole thing reeks. And I think there's going to be a couple of lawsuits involved in this. I think so, too. Um, Josh, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, if it looks like shit and it smells like shit, then it probably is shit. Um, I don't think anyone else had any other idea that this was going to be that game because no way coming out of nowhere with a relatively small studio that this is the first time you've heard of them. Uh, I genuinely, I, I don't know what anyone expected. Of course, they have not been financially successful. Everybody saw them from a mile off with their, um, their long coats and their shades and reeking of bullshit. And they just stayed away from it. They, they were covering, we were all covering it with very um, smug curiosity because we knew how it was going to play out. Um, so well done to that team. Uh, it's just so funny how they've made it sound like we're the bad guys. <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, I just, I've got no sympathy for them, genuinely. Um, it's, you know, it is what it is. We don't normally get a win uh, as as an audience, uh, but this is one that we can, unless you've paid for it, but it's out, only out on Steam. So chances are you've probably got a refund once you boot it up. Um, so they've probably not seen any money. So let's hope that's the case. 
I certainly hope so. Um, Kat, an hour after this announcement, the CEO of Fantastic deleted himself from Twitter completely. His his account is completely gone. Um, Damn. This is uh, a little shady, one would, one, would, one would say. I mean, I feel like when you do your financial estimations predictions in quarters, there's no way they, they didn't know this. Um, there's no way they didn't see this coming. Um, mm. Like you said, it went, went, once went from Steam's wish-listed, um, kind of most wish-listed game to, was it Shadow Dripping? Like a week ago? And there's no way they didn't foresee the fact that they would have to drop the game because I guess for them it's better to drop something than have nothing and then close its doors. Um, the deletion, I guess, says more than anything that can be said. I think when you are <laughs> the CEO, it's like a captain going down with their ship. If you're gonna yeah. like jump ship and join a new a, a different ship, and you're just gonna fuck off to a different island, well then you probably weren't a very good captain. But you know, if you're gonna go down with Grace and and hold hold your hands up and be like, yeah, yeah, you're right, we fucked up. You know, your statement's out there. Ride with it because you need to own it. You need to take accountability. Um, but you're not. You're a pussy. So there you go. There we uh, go. So think... <laughs> there you go. Saying nothing, I think. I think sometimes just speaks louder than saying something. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, this is fascinating. Um. So yeah, bye. Fantastic. Well done for something. Probably nothing. But uh, yeah, it's gone forever. What a story. All right, let's get to the quiz. Miles, let's go. Yeah, let's do some happier stuff, shall we? Uh, Right, let me get my quiz ready. So I thought in celebration of the Game Awards, we would do a Game Awards style quiz. Oh, jeez. Which means I'm going to wheel out Jeff Keighley, and then Kojima's going to get wheeled out for questions five and six, but they're not actually going to be questions. They're just going to be a promotion trailer for something we'll see in eight years' time. But wait, I'm an indie developer. Why don't I get time on the stage? You don't get any time. Bye. You lost your job. Oh, fine. Fuck Bye. you. Yeah, you're sacked. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, so yes, all of the questions are in relation in some way, shape or form to the Game Awards. Um, so that should be a helpful hint for some of them. Are we ready? Is it, is it a helpful hint? Yeah. Not, not especially. Let's no. hope that none of these questions are winner based because I have no idea who won what. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, yes. Anyway, let's go with the quiz, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. But question number one. Yeah. Let's start off with something lighthearted and fun. Christopher Judge proclaimed, probably correctly, that his speech last year at the Game Awards, Cat, uh, lasted longer than COD's campaign this year. Yes, correct. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck you, Fuck you Activision. <laughs> I really wanted you to say Assassin's Creed Syndicate and then say the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I actually took a complete guess on that because the thing is, it is very much like you to be like, which game did Christopher Judge voice in the protagonist? And then it would be a completely different fucking question, but I I rolled with it because I thought that's what you were going with. You you guessed correctly on this occasion, so well done. The the opportunity paid off. Thank you. Question number two. Neil Newborn was crowned the winner for best performance for his cat. Uh, Starion, Baldur's Gate oh my 3. Fucking God. All right, Kat. Jesus Christ. Two points. Well done. <laughs> wow. Somebody saw the first 15 minutes of the game awards. 
<laughs> I did. I went to bed like an hour and a half later. So I'm going to get the first five. Everyone else will get the last five. Yeah, she's reaping the rewards here. And I um, just hear the question first. My goodness. No, no. you're not allowed, Josh. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, question number three in what year did the game awards first begin this iteration of the game awards i should say josh uh 2013 oh no i'm afraid not sir fuck you he Roscoe. said it was 10 years 2014 it was 2014 yeah sorry josh next year. yeah he said it That's... was 10 years he's a liar he's a liar josh <laughs> <laughs> He's a total piece of shit. We all know this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just another piece of evidence to add to the uh, ever-mounting mountain. Uh, question number four. Hideo Kojima's We Are Out, as is typical of the awards. Uh, what game was finally officially announced? Roscoe. Overdose. Or it, OD. Was, it was indeed Overdose or OD. I was going to, like, halfway question that again, but... Was it announced? Yeah, true. <laughs> was it, was it was leaked last year. It was officially announced this time. So yeah. Okay. Question, please. No, sorry, Josh. They keep answering before, so you don't get the whole question. <laughs> uh, number five. Last year, the Game Awards had a kid gate crash the party to nominate who as their reformed Orthodox rabbi, Roscoe. Oh my god. Bill Clinton. Was it? it was Bill Clinton. <laughs> the best bit of the Game Awards in about ten years. Honestly, absolute highlight. And then they but... got him to uh, host game of the year this year what a glow up crazy absolute madness Did they actually <laughs> no it was timothy Chalamet. they just looked so <laughs> similar oh, right oh right yeah. i was like did i fucking fall asleep and they fucking <laughs> rewarded somebody for jumping the stage no. <laughs> yeah they even uh, got bill clinton on and they just had, did a big dance off together it was crazy yeah, <laughs> nobody knew though because it was past four o'clock in the morning. And no one was fucking awake. Yeah, it's actually still going to on today. They still haven't released all the awards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some indie developers still sat there waiting. Uh, question number six: In twenty twenty one, which game was crowned Game of the Year by the Game Awards? Roscoe, Last of Us Part Two. Uh, yep. Oh wow, that doesn't feel like that long ago. I know, right? That feels like Wild, too soon to be. Why was that 2021? It came out in 2020. It was in 2021 it was given out, wasn't it, Ross? I think. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) I'm going to go with it. I'm just going to pretend that uh, we've not questioned it. Pretty sure. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. Absolutely fine. Let's move on. Anyway. uh, Well done, Roscoe. I mean, there was... There was Thank you very much. Let's in... move on. Yeah, we all we'll get move on. We, just, we ain't got time for this. Two, We've got a long, long, long thing to talk answer. about shortly in a moment. So we probably the 2021 was cancelled due to COVID or something. I'm sure that's it. Yeah, um, yep. COVID. Oh, COVID. Oh. Okay. Well, just in the same way that I win every week, that question was absolutely correct. <clears throat> Thank you very much. I thought so. There we go. Yeah, it my, takes uh, two, listeners. It was. It takes two. All right. Oh, yeah, that wasn't last year, was it? Oh, damn. Yeah, okay. Um, Anyway, question number seven. Which team developed the 2019 Game of the Year, the actual 2019 Game of the Year? Oh, I know that one. You do? Yep. Yep. I don't. Oh. Oh, yeah, I do. Joshua? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Sekiro. Shadows die twice. Uh, That's the game, not a developer. Gosh, you're oh, so whatever. sorry. Cat. 
is from Softman. It is from Softman. I'm so <laughs> sorry, Josh. I'm so oh, sorry. Josh, mate. Shocking. Oh, no. You can oh. just hear the illness coming out. <laughs> For those who haven't listened, he's gone. Joshua's had enough. He's had enough of this shit. He's peaced out. He's not doing it anymore. What's funny is the next question is virtually a Josh question, so um, he does kind of need to come back for the next one. Uh, is he coming back? Do we know? Oh, Josh. <laughs> he's thrown his VR headset out the window he and he's is, just going to run done. away. He is, he his, is his copy of Sakura is currently going straight in the bin. Do you know what? Do you know what, though? I'm winning, and again, people are kicking off. This is, um, it happens every week, man. Am I not winning? I feel like I am you're, winning. You're not actually winning. Um, Roscoe's currently in the lead. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I feel like I've answered all the questions. <laughs> Roscoe has four points. You have three. Although one of them was admittedly my fault for a poor question. But I would have put the correct year because that was gonna, always going to be the answer. Oh, so, he's back. So Roscoe is winning. There he is. So on to the news. Don't worry, Josh, you'll like the next one. You'll like this next question. Are we ready? I don't give a fuck what a question is. (laughs) What's even funnier is that you heard the full question there. (laughs) I didn't. I I was still thinking about It Takes Two. I just didn't even hear it. Oh, God. It's funny. Bless you. Um, question number eight. Sam Lake gratefully received some awards on behalf of Alan Wake 2, but which character does he play in the game itself? Roscoe. Oh, tits! Yeah. Um, Max Payne. He does not play Max Payne, although he looks like Max Payne, weirdly. He looks a lot like Max Payne. He does look a lot like Max Payne. It is quite strange. Ooh. Anyone? Anyone? No No one's got an answer for this. No, I forgot. Oh, no. I've not. <laughs> I'm just Go being on. fucking rude. Come on, Joshua. <laughs> get yourself on the board. You can do it. Alan Wake 2. Would you like to answer the question? It's Alex Casey. It is Alex Casey. Well done, Joshua. Okay. Oh, you don't have to be so patronising. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't actually mean it to sound as patronising as it did does sound. That, does that come with a head pat or nah? No, no. No <laughs> head pats no <laughs> involved. Do I get a bicky? You're going to have a sticker. You get a gob of tea and a bicky. Question number nine. Which title won the best independent game at this year's awards? Cat. Cocoon. It was not. Uh, it was not. Joshua. That was, a, that was the independent debut, Cat. Yeah, it was indie oh, debut. It's pants. Best indie. Best indie was City of Stars. It was oh. indeed City of Stars. Did you say City of Stars? That's not the right game. That's not the right answer. I'm giving it. I said City of Stars. <laughs> you said City of Stars. Well, I then you need to, to clear your ears out. I am the quiz master. That's a song from La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> You're all in La La Land if you thought I heard City. City of stars, are you shiny just for me? That's a song. That was beautiful. Fucking love Ryan. Uh, I love Ryan too. Uh, I've not watched the movie, so I can't comment. Sorry. 
I like him Blade Runner. I can't imagine La La Land would be your sort of thing, Miles. To be honest, I can't. I can't either. Hence why I've uh, not. I enjoyed uh, Blade Runner though. He's very good in that. They're very different. Uh, They're very different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, One is (laughs) one is a very me movie, and one is not. (laughs) Um, Question number ten. Final one. Which game was declared to have had the best soundtrack at this year's awards? Oh gosh. Joshua. Final Fantasy 16. It was indeed Final Fantasy 16. Well done, sir. Did they did they asterisk that with just the boss modes? I mean, they should have done <laughs> because there was basically two tracks in it that basically did win it, I'm sure. <laughs> um, which means we have a winner this week. Josh and Kat, you both tied on three points each, which left Roscoe as the winner with four points. It ended up incredibly close in the end. I don't feel good about this. You shouldn't, because I oh, feel like really I really not. like knocked out of the park to begin with. I was really proud of myself. You were doing you know incredibly well. You know what? You know what? You know what? That question about The Last of Us, it was not a fair question. How about I go down to three, and then we'll do a tiebreaker for all of us? Uh, oh, Roscoe's being a sportsman. Right. I like it. <laughs> oh, I, I, love, I love how this quiz is basically a couple's argument every week where we <laughs> end up in and the comp- couple changes the we, a couple changes yeah, every week <laughs> it's just a compromise every time we just compromise every week and then we feel dirty <laughs> afterwards like we've just made love <clears throat> maybe it's just my quizzing i just uh yeah i just like the controversy you know uh right i need a tiebreaker don't i Hmm. Hmm. Got to make it game awards related. I do. Oh, yeah, I made the theme now, so I've got to stick to it. Um... Just can't anywhere else I'd be a ten. Sorry, I'm listening. I'm just can carry on. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm uh, still trying to think of a good question. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, say good. It I'm just filling in. I'm just filling in while you're. Uh... Just okay. In. Are we ready? Right, we're back. Yeah. Wrap it up. Alright, cool. Uh, which game, game won the best action Jab. game at the Game Awards this year? Cat. <clears throat> I have no idea, but I'm going to say Alan Wake 2. It was not Alan Wake 2. Good guess, though. <laughs> Joshua. From Software, this game, Armored Core 6, fires really <laughs> <laughs> You basically went through every answer you could have done to get to the answer there. Well done. You did get it. It was indeed Armored Core 6, that- fires of Rubicon. That that was the meme. I was I was doing a, a callback to my blunder like earlier. Wait, what wasn't it? Wasn't it Desert Kingdom? No, no. that was action adventure. Oh, Best action game. awards. I don't. It don't make any sense. <laughs> I, it is. I don't blame confusing. you for not knowing. He breezed past those ones like they were just like a chicken win. Oh, yeah, yeah, he literally didn't give a shit about anything that wasn't like best performance, best game. And yeah, even like half of some of the big ones were just like, yeah, whatever, moving on, bye. Yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that means Josh is now the winner for the 21st hey, week running. Well done. After all that, he won the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> After all that, he's won it. <laughs> An emotional roller coaster, guys. As Honestly, you, you claimed the last week. three questions and then got the tiebreaker. <laughs> I'm going to have to like go back to listen to the pod to see what the reaction was when I left. <laughs> <laughs> if there was any reaction or, oh yeah, good, he's gone. Competition's gone. No, there was a lot of, uh, it was a lot of chuckling. <laughs> It'll make um, for some good content. Yes, that's what we're all, we're all about, the content. Yep.
All right. Well, thank you very much, Miles. Uh, you're welcome, I think. I don't think any of you actually enjoy the quizzes, but uh, you are welcome anyway, nonetheless. I gave up my uh, I gave up my win for that. Just wanna you, you did. You were very sportsman with that, I have to say. Yeah, mm. that was that was very noble of you. Yeah. Well, so I know the shit's the word it caused. We still be talking I feel about like it now. as well, like I should have just gotten like, you know, a couple of half points for like getting the answer before the question was said, but it's fine, it's fine. We can <laughs> we can figure it out. Why are you wanting half points now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we actually answer the question before the question's answered, then we can uh, get another point. Yeah. I mean, now that you said it, I might implement it. <laughs> no, not not unless it's tonight that you've implemented it. No, it can't be, <laughs> can't be retrospective, I'm afraid. Oh, oh, fuck you then. Can I do a clean sheet throughout the year? Let's see. Next week, tune in. I mean, you've basically won the entire year already, haven't you? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from my records, you've won every quiz this year. So, remember, we started yeah. like very started. We were like, "Oh, we'll keep we'll keep a track of it this year, and we'll give it to the uh, we'll give a we'll give a big award to the actual winner." And I think we stopped that like four weeks in. Oh, I didn't need to. Josh was winning. <laughs> mm. yep. Thank you, Assassin's yeah. Creed Syndicate, and now Sekiro <laughs> Shadows Die Twice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm up there as well. But I'm gonna just like bow out gracefully. You're I'll win. I'll, I'll win the Christmas one next next week. But you worry about that? Oh, smack talk! Yeah, he's laying down the my, gauntlet. I know my Christmas games, not just winter games because they've got snow in them. Yeah, I'm just going to make every answer Metro. <laughs> it's got snow in it. It must be Christmas game. Yeah, it is sort of Christmas theme. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I want an actual Christmas game quiz. Oh, Christmas games. Fine. Yeah. Right then. You're gonna you're gonna regret that, trust me. I know. <laughs> I know. All right, let's get into the news. And well, we've been talking about it for a bit already, but we're gonna get into the game awards. We're not gonna go through every single winner because, well, who gives a shit? Um, Jeff clearly didn't, so why should we? Um, so we'll go through our highlights of what was revealed, what we thought of the awards overall, and um move on swiftly because, well, I don't know. The Game Awards may be really angry this year. We'll talk about it in a minute. Cat, uh, what did you make of the Game Awards this year? Fine. I mean, like, I don't think I became excited enough to continue watching. So, like, the year where we all ended up staying till 4am, I feel like there were just, there was lots going on. And there seemed to be a lot of hype. But even the Slack was, like, a little luckluster. And I think that's just a reflection of the Game Awards as well. Like... I just, I'm not here for all of the, uh, like I like you said, you're going to get into it, but like Kojima being out for 10 minutes, not particularly saying anything, and then having people's success squashed for the sake of that, just because they're best fucking pals, is really strange, um, considering it happened last year as well, and it's happened even more this year. Um, so yeah, it was just very mid for me, like there were a couple of things, like I really love the God of War DLC, like I call that immediately because I, I think from doing the music sound quizzes, um, when I was quizmaster, God of War is just something that's always stuck with me, and I remember it coming on, and I'd been like, nah, because why is that God of War? And Miles was a bit like, no, it's not, and I was like, no, I think it is, and he was like, fucking hell, you're right, it is, and I was just really, really shocked, um, because somebody had said to us in a party, what are the chances of God of War DLC? And me and Miles both can like consecutive like at the same time said none 
So it was really strange that it happened. We had to say sorry to that dude. Um, like, sauce. Um, yeah, um, really like um, the look of the Supermassive Dead by Daylight single player. Um, what's it called? The Case of Frank, whatever his name is. Something. I don't know. Um, I had it in my head like 10 seconds ago and then I've just like lost it. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I was surprised Alan Wake won as much as it did, but I'm also not surprised by Game of the Year. Very happy for Larian. Um, really happy for Neil Newborn. I think he his story is so lovely. The fact that he was gonna like quit acting before he got that role, and now you know he's just won Best Actor, um, which is just fucking sick. Um. Yeah, I really liked Christopher Judge and the fact... But, like, me and Martha watching it and the, the way that they put the music on is really fucking awkward now. And it just reminds me of what they did to Christopher Judge last year. Um, the Life is Strange 2 trailer. So, like, I went to bed. I don't know where I went to bed, but I went to bed. And then I kind of tried to catch up, but there was nothing that really caught my eye other than the Life is Strange 2 thing and the Sega thing. Um, so I'm really hyped about that. I know you are too, Ross, so I'll leave that one to you. Um, there's something called Bloom and Rage coming out, which is uh, from Don't Nod. It's kind of Life is Strange meets Stranger Things, but in a group instead of just Max. Um, whilst I think it looks very good, I actually quite like the look of it. I think it's still going to have a really good soundtrack again. Um, so those are kind of really the only things that kind of caught my eye. Uh, yeah, I could take it or leave it this year, I reckon. Yeah, it's it is difficult to kind of um, track back. And go, oh, yeah, I enjoyed that bit. I enjoyed that bit because mm-hmm. there's so there's so few bits to remember because everything moves so goddamn quickly. Everything yeah. even moves really quickly or desperately slowly. There's yeah. like no in between. There's like here's four performances at once. A trailer that's five minutes long. Matthew McConaughey randomly coming out. Um, you know, hmm. a high five with somebody else, you know, and then there's like an award, and then you're like, okay, cool, that was cool. Or it's like, yeah, I don't who knows, but yeah, it's either like too quick or too slow. And then I just don't understand the pre-show show. That winds me up. I just yeah, whatever. I feel like some layout changes need to happen soon because the structure of it all is just a bit of a mess. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, oh, it's just, it's just, a, I think it's been, it's been really riding on coattails the last couple of years, but this year was just such a slap in the face to so many people. And, um, mm. it, you know, it was such a, an amazing year for games, but a really kind of rough year for the industry. And it was, yeah, it was completely ignored. Acknowledged. Um, well, it was the same last year with, um, Bobby Kotick and the Activision scandal. Like that wasn't touched upon at all. And it was just a bit like, hmm. Like, yes, this is a night of celebration and stuff like that, but there's also a lot of people who have lost a lot of things and a lot of lives. And do you know what I mean? Like, so I agree with you. I think that the fact that I got no recognition at all is just shitty, really. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Miles, what did you make of the game was this year? So good. I went to bed halfway through. Um, <laughs> I. I... It was a tough one because there's a part of me that kind of enjoys the bit of like the hype around the, you know, celebrating the industry and getting to see games that are nominated, which either I'd missed or had gone over my radar that I got a chance to, you know, find out a little bit more about. 
And that part of it I quite like, but it does feel like it's becoming more and more commercial in the sense of it's one big hype train to drive up the people who pay to be on there to advertise their games as opposed to the actual point of it, which is to celebrate the success of the people who work so hard in this industry for very little. Um, We all know the problems that the industry has and how hard a place it is to work within, and they create some spectacular experiences for us. And this is one of the few times of the year they actually get a chance to be openly celebrated and actually have their work acknowledged. And to see Jeff Keighley speed run through four different awards in the space of five seconds so he can show off another trailer for a game which looks trash, I just, it, it started to irk me part of the way through when it just felt like, you know, like we said about Armored Core, like that game's award was literally given to it with nothing. There was no fanfare. There was no recognition. No one went up to get it, anything. You know, Sea of Stars was incredible and it was one of those real sleeper hits that people have really loved. Nothing that got to be celebrated for them. Cocoon was the same. You know, these are wonderful games and they didn't get their chance to shine in the spotlight. And then as Kat alluded to, It was really, really noticeable how when people were going up to get their awards, the music was coming on within about 20 seconds. And I was like, this is just uncomfortable. Whoever has kind of designed this has just really done a terrible job of it because it's just literally demonstrating how quickly people are being forced off and how little the ceremony cares about the people who are supposed to be being celebrated. Um, So there was a real like negative twinge to it. But at the same time, this is one of the few shows that can generate the kind of hype that E3 could get a mass of. And we don't have E3 anymore, so we kind of need things to generate this kind of buzz around the industry. But it just feels very hollow. And I think, like Kat said, it needs a bit of a gutting out and redoing. I think for the first time, Keeley's going to have to go back to the drawing board and really reassess what this show is meant to be. And listen, I'm Kojima's biggest fan. Like, his game series are my favourite of all time. Why the fuck was he here for five to ten minutes to talk about a game that we didn't even see anything actually of when we could have had that time speaking to the developers who actually did really good work this year? Um, So, yeah, if I'm even mad at Kojima being there, it kind of says a lot about the state of the overall performance. Um, So, yeah, it was. there were some highlights, there were some good bits, but overall it wasn't... I didn't feel it was worth staying up to watch in the end. So I didn't. Are you done? Yep, done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Sorry, I'm, over. I'm finished. My bad. Um, any traders caught your eye? Anything that made you super excited? I mean, it was nice to see a Hellblade. Wasn't it, Roscoe? No, oh, wasn't it just? Ah, oh, finally. We got to see a bit more of Hellblade 2, and it looks just as good as I hoped it did. So, you know, that was a highlight. I was looking forward to hopefully seeing a bit more of it. Uh, like Kat said, God of War Ragnarok DLC, that it being free and it's out to tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow, um, yeah. I think is pretty cool. Um, Helldivers 2 got another trailer, which was exciting. Um, other than that, though, nothing else really stood out to me all that much. There were some nice trailers and some decent looks of a couple of games, but a lot of it was also that kind of, hello, here's this game that's going to be released in three years' time. Here's a nice little 30-second teaser of nothing of gameplay, and I was like, could have done without that <laughs> um yeah. but yeah a couple of good ones in there which was nice but yeah i didn't stay up for all of it so i might have missed a couple of good ones i'm uh sad that capcom's game was monster hunter um that was disappointing i tried to tell you roscoe i tried to tell you i really wanted that hype mode i really wanted that oh. hype at the end, but 
Honestly, they might have saved the whole bloody thing if they had done it, but no. <laughs> I think as soon as um, we saw that Jurassic Park game, um, I was like, oh, that means Dino Crisis probably isn't going to be here. Yeah, you can't throw two dinosaur games in in the same showcase. But although, that now that you've reminded me, that Jurassic Park trailer, I'm actually pretty down for that. It's basically Alien Isolation in Jurassic Park. And, yeah, man. Sounds awesome. And I, and I love Alien Isolation. So, uh, yeah, you're going to have to stream it, Roscoe. Um, mate, dinosaurs don't scare me. Fucking, they've been extinct for years. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Um, no, yeah, that that looked really tight. That was one of my favorite trailers of the whole show for sure. Mm, yeah, good reminder on that one. I've forgotten about it. Um, being the only human stuck on the islands. Yeah, man, that sounds really interesting. So, uh, yeah, bring it on. Chirok without the guns. <laughs> yeah, let's recreate that kitchen scene with a t- with some T Rexes. Bring it on. Winner. I'm all about that. Um. Josh, what did you make of the Game Awards this year? Yeah, I just want to echo everyone else's sentiments, really, about the way it was handled and the distribution of time being the most uneven it's been for the last few years that I've watched it, um, as and when. I've not not caught it live every time it's gone live, but for the past few years I've I've been there, staying up every night watching them. Uh, and yeah, it just felt really unfair. Felt really grimy, felt really a, a lot of what the portrayal of the industry has been this year is that they care about the games and not the people making them. And it just kind of reeked to that a lot. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I don't necessarily expect Jeff Keighley to be a mouthpiece for these open discussions that we need about the treatment of the people that make the games that we, we love and play. Um, that's a lot of responsibility for one person that's also just trying to make money at the end of the day because he's part of this business where he's running ads on top of people's speeches and shit like that. So, you know, he's the only one with this platform uh, and with it, he needs to be a bit more responsible and respectful of everyone else. Um, I kind of feel like there's almost like a hubris come from it, come from kind of, owning e3 basically by being a better one and a more digital one that everyone can get behind instead of behind the walls of the event itself if you've got the 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 money and the time to go there in person back in the day um i think that's gotten to his head a little bit um and yeah i just um just yeah i just wish it was a bit more focused on the awards a little bit uh, i'd like to have seen people take that time to get their first win um maybe their last win or just something that they really wasn't expecting to you know take the time to have their their speech that they probably prepared to go up on stage and talk about the things that really matter to them because uh, we don't really get that sort of coverage in a mainstream way and i think that's really important to people, you know, like us, and maybe people that are a bit more, um, bit more casual, to have that shown to them. And it's not about, you know, well, Call of Duty was shit this year, wasn't it? Like, what's that all about? Well, if you knew what it was all about, like, there could have been a moment there where, yeah, Chris Judge's joke was funny, but there's, <clears throat> and I, and I, you know. I laughed at it and I think it's a funny joke and I don't think he not, he shouldn't have said it like other people have kind of rated like rinsed him for Twitter for it. Uh, mainly developers of, from Activision, you know, 
it is a symptom of the treatment of people in the studios that you know they got dumped a game for 16 months and now it's a joke on the game awards um so yeah <laughs> it sounds really depressing and it is a little bit depressing um so it was hard to get super excited about these games however you know there was some really nice looking ones um during the pre-show uh we got the a window release of metaphor refantasia i said last week that hopefully we get a date and i think we semi got one it's coming out next year so i'm excited about that it's like persona meets final fantasy looks awesome uh usual june by finji studio who made uh uh tunic and a few other games that i absolutely adore so i'm looking forward to that it looks like a third person action action hack and slash um got a date for rise of the ronin and that's what i was asking for last week as well i'm really stoked for that and it's not even that long it comes out in march i'm really excited about that um black myth wukong got a date as well um <clears throat> really interesting that uh they're showcasing it uh, i would implore people to read ign's article about the studio's treatment of their employees not to be depressing again, but it's a very good read and it's an insight into kind of the um, the pressure that are put on people and the treatment as a result of that. Um, and one big one that I really didn't, uh, it was like a new game that I uh, wasn't expecting, uh, the first Berserker Kazan. I have no idea what it is. Uh, it looked like an action RPG with like um, this anime cel-shaded characters in a sort of dark fantasy world uh, looked awesome. Kind of looked like Code Vein meets uh, Dark Souls, and I'm all about it. Um, that's uh, that looked really good. Uh, and Monster Hunter Wilds is this the is this the announcement that Capcom were kind of talking about? Because the date is very far away, and it felt like they said they had something for before the year was up. They had so, an announcement before the year was up, and that was the announcement. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I don't think it was going to be. If it was Dino Crisis, I don't think it would have been released anytime soon. But yeah, I think the announcement was before the end of their fiscal year, at least. Damn. Yeah. Uh, and one shocker I couldn't absolutely believe that happened was Arcane Lion is doing Blade, Marvel's yes. Blade. Um, yeah. Apparently, people that... knew about that. I had, I had absolutely no idea. Please don't be Redfall. Please don't be Redfall. <laughs> I don't think it will. Um it's weird, isn't it? Because maybe they got the they got the uh rights to make the blade game during Redfall when they were like, Well fucking sack this sh- vampire shit off. Let's make this one like let's get this one out the door. Take some of the good bits that we've got in this game, put it in Blade, because God, Blade's gonna be so much better. Um yeah, I think the publicly, I think all we knew was that more studios were getting more Marvel IPs. Um We've obviously got that Captain America, Black Panther co-op game type thing uh, from Amy Hennig, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and there's another one that's kind of... I think we've just got a straight-up Black Panther game as well coming, as far as I know. Uh, don't quote me on that one. Um, so, yeah, I think we just knew that some studios were getting some Marvel IPs. Uh, I, it's just really cool to get something like this, because I think... Um, 
their sort of world building and the the uh inspirations that they pull from could blend so nicely to blade with the characterizations of of the people that they've put on onto their games in dishonored 2 and uh a death loop and stuff like that like, i'm just really excited for that yep um yeah not too much else anything for mm-hmm. you Mar- uh roscoe that kind of you know maybe I mean, there was a there was um, Harmonium the musical looks really interesting. Oh yeah, um, there was this this deaf girl who gets transported to this kind of magical world through a book. Um, it's going to be available on Netflix games, which is really interesting. Um, so it'll be a mobile game at least, and I also believe it's coming to Game Pass. Um, that caught my eye because it looked very unique, sort of something very different. Um, and it followed up with a game called Windblown, I think it was. Um, the game from the creators of Dead Cells. Yes. Yeah. Um, that looked fantastic. Um, so I'm going to keep a weather eye on that one. Um, believe it's coming to early access in 2024. Um, it looks really exciting. Um, I'm well up for that. But of course, I can't not talk about um the Sega announcement uh, because we debated last week what it was going to be. Um, I don't think any of us had. They're going to remake five of their IPs at the same time um, and release them one by one over the next few years um, on the list because this is just this is oh man, this is just everything to me this thing, this this announcement was just huge um, Jet Set Radio, Crazy Taxi, Golden Axe Streets of Rage and Shinobi and more, and more there are others in development which are not announcing yet um, which it's just, just Two weeks ago, I was chatting with a friend of mine going, would it be cool to see a new Jet Set Radio? It's been a long, long time. It's a beloved franchise. Um, even a remake. I'm assuming this is a brand new game. I don't know if it's a remake. Obviously, there's no information yet. Um, whether or not it's a remake or a brand new version of it, I don't know. But I got so giddy. I was literally like, oh my fucking God. This was the biggest thing of the show for me. Um, a brand new Crazy Taxi. A new Golden Axe looks really different, really interesting. Um, Shinobi looks wonderful as well. Whether or not it's going to compete with the likes of Ronin and Sekiro these days, who knows? But you know, it's going to have the the old man fan base behind it, like me, who will buy it regardless. Um, but a new jet set, a new Crazy Taxi is really, really exciting, and I can't even fathom what the and more is. That's just that makes me so excited for what could come in the future. But you know, this is. Um, that that is as hype as it gets for me for the entire show. Um, the casting of Frank Stone was the name of the um Dead by Daylight um single player. I, I want to say Frank Turner, and then I remembered he was a band, and I was like, "Yeah, that's Frank <laughs> Turner." But <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he is a band. He's very good. I saw him support uh, Blink One Eighty Two. He's awesome. Um, there was another. What was it? We, we talked about Jurassic Park. I think that looks great. Um, another trailer for. Kill the Justice League. I, I swear to God, that thing is it even coming out? I mean, who knows? Um, Ready or Not looks really fun. Um, it's Ready or not. oh, is that the slot one? Yeah, yeah. That actually, I think I watched the trailer for that, and I was like, oh, that actually looks quite cool. I thought it that looks pretty brutal, though. It looks, dope. It looks <laughs> it's like my a... kind of game, though. I'm into that kind of shit. <laughs> it was one of those games. I was like, oh man, me, Mars, and Cat could play that on our shiny PCs. Yeah, that looks awesome. I do a horrible job of it too. <laughs> Yeah. People like Miles, we need to go and start. Like, no, yeah, 
Oh yeah, I, I, I'll be terrible at it, but God damn, I'll give it a go. But we'll have fun. We will have fun. Um, Skull and Bones got a release date, unbelievably. Uh, um, February, release date. February the sixteenth. It's not releasing. Then, is it? Yeah, you it's know, not coming out. Then know. is it? People have people have played it now. Like the beta has come, been and gone. So people have have played what is essentially almost the full game. Not like the whole game, but I mean like what it would be at launch almost. Right. So, um, yeah. The last cent there was only a CG trade for the last Sentinel, um, which is made by yeah, the guy that awesome. kind of has had his hands in Grand Theft Auto and stuff in the past. Um, yeah, only CG trailer, but it looked pretty dope. Um, that flew into the first Descendant, which I thought was the same game. I didn't realize that the trailer had finished because um, they they did look rather similar. And the first Descendant looks a bit Ragnarok-y, looks a bit Shadow of the Colossus. Um, kind of have a con- sort of a combination of the two. Um, but yeah, that was kind of it, really. Um, the finals is out. I had to go on that earlier. Um, not a fan, really. I've got it downloaded, but I've not checked it out yet. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like, again, it might be more fun for you guys, but for right now, it's not super fun. Mm. Uh, not not fun as a single player. Um, yeah, I suppose that was it really in terms of super super dope excitement ones. Um, it was a nice mixture of stuff. Again, yeah, I think you, uh, Usual June looks really good. Um, it was if anything, the pre-show was better than the main show. <laughs> kind of announcements. Um, yeah, there, yeah, I think so too. There's a thumper kind of semi-sequel coming out called uh, Thrasher, which you've got in round. That's really cool. Um, if you're out there and you never played Thumper, go and fix that immediately because it's freaking fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I did, yeah, there were some cool announcements, but I mean, as a show, it was just an absolute shit show. Um, I did crash before the end. I did have to catch up in the last half an hour. Um, it was, It was just... I was just getting more and more frustrated by the awards because it just it's so meaningless. And I really wish some of the developers kind of went up there that did get time and speak out about it because it feels like, you know, yeah, Baldur's Gate one game of the year, fully deserved, you know, uh, completely. But, you know, the lack of kind of context for any other award and the fact that the Cocoon devs were rushed off stage was just so frustrating. Because that game was superb and they deserved to have their time to talk. And it's just, you know, if you rush off stage, that's fine. It happens at every award ceremony, but don't rush them off to get fucking Kojima again for 10 minutes. You know, I know, I know he's, he's like the best thing ever in the history of mankind or whatever, but it's just, you know, it is too much and it's so obvious that he's prioritizing it. And it's not even, it's, he, he doesn't even pretend, you know, he doesn't even care. And yeah, the Jordan Peele announcement was cool, but it's like, you know, again, that could have been an email. You <laughs> know, could have been an email. And he loves getting his movie stars out and making them like, like the Matthew McConaughey thing. It wasn't even in the trailer that was announced. You know, he said he's in this game, but he wasn't the voice of the male vo- the male character, was he? Because it didn't sound anything like Mah- McConaughey. If you're going to get McConaughey, you want McConaughey's voice, don't you? You know, I was him. trying to listen and I couldn't tell, but. Yeah, it I, it wasn't distinctly him. If it was, I don't think it was. And the the Ragnarok announcement was cool. Um, that was a you know, I'm not going to jump in myself, but I'm very happy for everyone else that's going to get to enjoy that. But it's just it makes me so frustrated because the Game Awards could be something really special, and you know 
there's been so many takes on the game wars the last few days on Twitter. And, you know, I think Keely's really got to decide for in, in the future, either do a winter E3 or do the game awards and make it a fucking award show. Um, because otherwise, you know, maybe throw in one or two massive announcements. Don't just pile them with so many. You know, bring down the scale of it. It doesn't need to be in a massive theater. It doesn't need to be that big. It just needs to be well, the, the BAFTAs do it. The BAFTAs do it in a small room and they give BAFTAs to developers and let them talk. You know, there's no announcements, there's no trailers. It's just a simple award ceremony. And that's there's no reason why this couldn't be that. But Keely has this idea that it needs to be Oscar leveled, it needs to be huge. And it's like, it only needs to be huge if you're giving respect to the people that are making the content. You know, if you're going to give them that platform, make something this huge, then give them a fucking platform to talk. Let them say what they need to say. And they and he doesn't. And it just, it makes a mockery of the whole thing. And it's like, it's such a joke. And I'm just, I left it like so frustrated. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not ready. I don't care about it next year. I know I say that now. I'll watch it. Of course I'll watch it because we've got to watch it for announcements. But it's, unless something really fundamental changes, it's just, it's just, it becomes really cheesy and really pointless. And that was my takeaway from it. Was that it was just a pointless evening. And there's, I don't know, I don't know what the answer is. You know, split them up, you know, do a winter fest, put all the announcements into a different show, and just make the awards about the awards, and let these goddamn developers who have had a really tough fucking year talk about the games that they made and you know, the games they worked on for years and they love, and that they pour their entire hearts into. I just don't give them anything to say. You know, it's like, you're not celebrating the industry. You're celebrating your mate. You're celebrating Kojima again. And he's not doing anything right now. You know, he's not plugging anything. There's nothing coming out right now from Kojima. You know, there's Death Stranding 2 and OD are going to be years and years away. And it's just, why waste that time? Why waste? And, yeah. Anyway, um, I could go on, but I'm not going to. But it was just, it was just such a, it was such a slap in the face to the industry. And that is, exactly what it shouldn't have been um and you know he has he has they have been better over the years you know the lack of advertising the lack of you know um fucking walking giant razors walking up and down the thing talking about adverts and stuff um the monsters the dorito stuff all that is gone which is great but it's just there's still so many hurdles that he needs to jump in order to make the game awards a respected award ceremony to make the game industry look respectable because it doesn't look respectable right now. It doesn't look like it, it can compete with the Oscars or the Grammys or anything like that. It doesn't have that cadence or that credibility. And it's not going to have that credibility until he lets the people that actually make the things that the awards are for talk and let them share and bask in the glory. And until that happens, it's going to be just misery from beginning to end. And I, I'm so fucking sick of it. So fucking sick of it. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> better luck next time, Keely. Yeah, you've got another year to do it all over again. Sort your shit out. <laughs> you pretentious yeah. asshole. He, he just wished it was like the summer winter fest, is all it is, and do one or the yeah. other. But, or, you know, last year was okay in terms of like time spent. And you just need to balance it better and just need to, you know, 
put some care and thought into it and not think of the money and the ads and the trailers and shit. Right. Although I did enjoy that there was a security guard standing right in front of the stage for the entire time. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. No one was getting on that stage. No. No. Um, I didn't have any context for the Anna Wake performance, but I didn't like the. It was lip synced and it was mine the entire time. So I was like, meh. No, not not interested. So it was just all it was just all a bit of a shit show, and I'm glad it's over, and I'm glad we haven't got another one to come for another year or so because it really needs some work. Whether or not Q's even going to bother, we shall see. But um, hey, fingers crossed, eh? fingers crossed. Alrighty then, let's finish off with a very quick reactions. Just before the game awards, the day before the game awards, um, a trailer came out for a video game. Oh, what's it called? There's something like Grand Theft Auto 6, I think it was called. And it leaked early by some douchebag who hacked into the YouTube servers and got it out there. So Rockstar were like, ah, screw it. Here's the actual trailer in 4K shininess. And, um, well, it's now the most watched video game trailer of all time in a week. Took over GTA 5 in four days. Safe to say, um, people are excited about this. Um, but I wanted to get you guys' opinion on it as well. Um, so uh, who hasn't gone first yet? Uh, Josh, what did you make of the GTA 6 trailer? And it was a fun way that we discovered it as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, we literally. I was I was reading it minute by minute, wasn't I? Of it's happening. Of we were playing Fortnite. I was like, oh, the GTA 6 trailer's leaked. Oh, Rockstar have actually now just released the trailer because of the leak. <laughs> we all stopped mid lobby to just watch uh, the trailer on our phones. Um, mm. Yeah, I think the week before that we mentioned it, the, the, that it was going to happen, I, I just said that I want the mature storytelling from Red Dead Redemption 2, but in, in Great Grand Theft Auto. And I think we're getting that. It looks like a really cool, like, crime romantic a uh, game that's just gonna you know do it again and props to rockstar for being able to just kind of mature with with age and kind of age with the gamers and tell more potentially meaningful stories whilst also kind of being bombastic weird and satirical uh commentary on america this time obviously we we know it's in vice city now I think we already knew that for a long time, but we've got it double confirmed now. It's Vice City, which is kind of like their version of Miami. And they've captured that sort of Florida essence so perfectly. Um, I think it wasn't long after the trailer dropped that someone showed all the references to actual real life footage of like mobile phone stuff of these Florida people being Florida people, you know, the alligators, the the lady with two hammers, the Joker, like all of these are real people, real things that are just kind of like taken, they've taken inspiration from. Uh, yeah. And I just, I can't wait to see more of it, I guess. Uh, and then eventually play it in 2025. Yep. 2025. Um, do you reckon end of year, 2025, summer, 2025. What do you think? If you, if you could take a guess. Um, I think going on track record, it will be a September date. It sounds about right. Red Dead Redemption 2 was September. Uh, GTA 5 was September. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was if it was the same month. Fair. Fair. Um, Kat, I haven't, thought, I haven't heard your thoughts on this yet. What did you make of the trailer? Yeah, I really, really loved the trailer. I think there's some that, like, some elements of the trailer just look completely out of this world. And some where... 
you can kind of tell that they're still gonna like upgrade that little bit. There was like a little bit of the trailer where I'm like, oh, that bit's not quite done. Um, and that well, I think it was in the nightclub, but the bits like on the beach and all that. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for a female protagonist. I'm really excited for them to release it twenty times the next ten years. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I really this is the thing. I might like slam on GTA Five and its constant re-releases. I actually love the franchise. GTA was one of the first games I ever played. Um, I was so young. Um, it was my brother's game, and it was one of those things where it's like, oh, should she be playing that? My parents didn't know any better. Um, and so I'm really, really excited for this. I'm really excited. Like Josh was saying, I think it's gonna have a really, really developed story. Like I loved the story of five. Um, I love that you played as three um protagonists, and they all had their completely different personalities and storylines and I hope we do see that in a sense in GTA 6 yeah I'm just really excited um I think that GTA 6 always adds an element of whack um like we had the strangers and freaks thing in GTA 5 we've had like you know various different things like how you can pay for hookers and just you know all that random shit that comes with GTA and I'm really excited to see how they balance the serious and the whack. Um, because I, I think they've always just just done it very, very well. Um, so it's probably a day one for me. I think it always was, but the trailers kind of confirmed that. So I'm really excited. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be and I think it really does have that trademark humor that uh GTA is so used to. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we were yeah, there was always that case of like it might go back to GTA four where it was a little more serious. Um, but that doesn't seem to be the case, which is nice. Um, but yeah, again, like Josh said, hopefully it will strike that balance between sort of GTA and Red Dead in terms of narrative. And um, yeah. we, we we might be crying our eyes out by the end of this game. Who knows? <laughs> imagine. 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 Uh, Miles Thompson, GTA 6, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks all right, doesn't it? It looks pretty okay. Yeah, can't really complain. Um, yeah, I think it's Grand Theft Auto. So, like, the fact that Rockstar can literally be like, oh, fuck it, we'll just release it a day early. And they have no qualms about it. It has that much pulling power. It really doesn't matter. Like, Rockstar can basically do whatever they want. And the industry will just follow them because they just somehow have reached the pinnacle of it. Um, and I just really like the fact that, you know, when leakers have been such a problem for so many companies, we're still like, oh, fuck it then. All right, we'll just release it now. Here you go. And it still broke every record known to man. Um, so yeah, fair play to Rockstar for dealing with it. I imagine that leaker is going to be so far litigated up that ass, they're never going to see the sun again. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, good luck to them. Um, in terms of the trailer itself, I think I'm one of the few people where I really enjoy the Grand Theft Auto games, but I'm not like obsessed with them. Like I could not play it on day one and I would actually feel okay about it. Um, so to me, it was like a very good trailer. I think if the game releases and it has the kind of power that they've shown off um, in terms of the NPC numbers, the scale of the city, Rockstar have always been able to push the, push the technical boundaries of whatever they're working on. And if this is how they're going to push this one, it's going to be something pretty special. Um, but again, we haven't actually seen the game. You know, we had those leaks. I think it was, was it this year or last year? Um, which I watched a tiny bit of and then I thought, no, actually, I don't want to see this because it's not intended for people like us to see yet. Um, and I get the excitement and I get the hype, but we've not seen any of the game yet and we don't really know what it's really going to look like at this point. Um, so I'm not getting too 
caught up in it just yet. But I think the storytelling chops that Rockstar have was on display. I think the world building is fantastic. Um, I really like Rockstar's ability to satirize basically everything in the kind of modern society. And it'll be really interesting to see how they try to do some of the takes on, you know, where things have progressed up to to this point. Um, and we've seen a bit of that in this trailer in some of the ways that they've depicted, you know, American life. Um, so I think it was a really cool trailer. It's got some really cool elements to it. I think the graphics look amazing. The storytelling looks like it's going to be pretty on point. Like Kat said, it's kind of new ground for Rockstar. They had to get overhauled after all the allegations and controversy about the kind of atmosphere in the workplace and that kind of thing. And I think obviously the head writers have all been kind of moved over and replaced um, so it's definitely going to have a different feel to it than the previous games, but it looks like they've still retained that classic Grand Theft Auto style, um, which I think is an achievement given the upheaval that they have gone through in the past kind of five years or so. Um, so yeah, I'm not quite as blowing off the hinge as everybody else is, but I am excited to play this and I think it's going to be a wonderful game when it does come out. Um, and I'm just excited to see all the regular hit pieces that Mortal Kombat and Grand Theft Auto always get in the lead up to their launches of how they should be banned and how video games are terrible for everybody and, you know, all the kind of usual shit that we see. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to all that usual press cycle that we'll see in the lead up. <laughs> fair. Fair, fair, fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it's GTA on day one. Sorry, Miles, I'm there. I don't care. No, fair enough. No, I totally um... get it. I totally get it. Like, um, I totally am happy for everybody, but it's I'm just a... one of those. It's it's the most unique experience in gaming is Grand Theft Auto, and the fact that it's such an event because they're so rare, um, they're not yearly releases. You know, if this was if Grand Theft Auto came out every year, we would not be as hyped as we are for it. Um, and so Grand Theft Auto Six is going to be absolutely bazonkers big next year or the year after, and you know, riding that hype train is always so much fun. Um, yeah, we didn't get any gameplay, but does it, it mean the Rockstar have to? They don't have to. They're Rockstar. They do whatever the hell they want. Um, and so we'll see gameplay down the line, I'm sure. There was, I saw a tweet the other day that was like, there was 18 months between the two GTA 5 trailers. So we're not going to see another trailer for GTA 6 if that carries on for another year and a half. And that's absolutely insane. But that's just what Rockstar do, apparently. Um, and then we'll get hopefully a gameplay walkthrough like they did for five and for uh, for Red for uh, Red Dead. Um, but yeah, it's so exciting, and I am uh, I am in pure hype mode. But it's a long way to go um, yet, so we shall see what happens between now and then in terms of hype or what people actually want from this game. I just you know it's been ten long years since there's been a uh, a single player GTA experience and. Yeah, um, I love the look of the characters. Um, I love, I think, the Robin, Lucia is her name, I think. Um, I was trying to work out the, um, the the voice actors. I couldn't quite nail them down. But there's uh, there's a lot of excitement for this, obviously. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be massive. And yeah, we're all going to have a great time. We're all going to have a great time running on GTA and telling stories about what we find and who we run into and corners, things that we find in like the very corners of the game that no one else has found yet and it's just uh i'm just i'm I'm looking forward to all that the post-game stuff where we just all jump in and we all find such random things and we find bizarre stories and characters and see how stuffed rockstar made this thing so that's um 
that's what I'm looking forward to. But yep, yeah, a long way off, but it's happening. We got a trailer. Huzzah. Um, will it run on my PS5? Who knows? Will we have to all buy PS5 Pros? Probably. We shall see. <laughs> but uh, let's get into the recommendations. This is so we find something throughout the week that we that we want to... Uh, what is it? What is it again? I want to share with you while listening. <laughs> Whether it be a game, a TV show, a movie, a coat, or an ethernet cable. I don't know. Let's see what happens. Um, Kat, what's your recommendation this week, my friend? Um, my recommendation is Wittard's hot chocolate. Listen, okay, I bought Miles a velvetizer for his birthday, which is technically a hot chocolate or hotel chocolate um velvetizer. Hang on a minute. Are you talking way... you are you talking over the one you announced you recommended the other week? Maybe. Okay. Um, no, well if anything, I'm just adding an extension to it, okay? So with this velvetizer, you can make anything so you can make coffee if you put coffee granules in it you can use different powder hot chocolate anyway i was in a garden center the other day why well, wasn't it garden center? it was like a village like a shopping village and they had a wittard shop and outside the wittard shop they give you like three little shops of hot chocolate oh my god so then i tried this sticky toffee white hot chocolate and i just want it injected into my veins ross it was ten pounds oh. for the for the for the tub, but it is the most incredible hot chocolate I've ever tasted in my life. Other than you know, alongside the hotel chocolate, you know, once. But if you're looking for a gift, great gift. Wittard's hot chocolate. People say it's like their ass hot chocolate, and I was like, sure, it just tastes the same as the others. Well, no, egg on my face. Fuck me, I'm an asshole because that is a good hot chocolate. Um. I think my mum bought one as well. She bought like a cookies and cream one, a raspberry ripple one. She bought like a little set and it had the sticky toffee pudding um, one in. It had cookies and cream and a raspberry ripple. The raspberry ripple one personally isn't for me. It was bright pink. But I used my velvetizer, which was my recommendation the other week because it's amazing, um, to make it. Oh, incredible. Chef's kiss. Sticky toffee pudding. Hot chocolate. Go get it. It's incredible. It's just the most warming loveliness that you can just have right now and on a cold day. Mm. Can you uh, can you send me some down? Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna try yeah. this goodness. Yeah, absolutely. I'll put some in a little tub for you. Can you get it's it in a... stores or is it just a Yeah, a you can get it on you can get it in stores. It's literally like um it's like with odds, just look up with odds. And it will be in stores. I'm imagining it will be online. Like, yeah, they're they're a, they're, a, they're a retail store, so oh, okay. they've got okay. loads of flavors of like loads of stuff. So yeah, you do right. you know stumble across across one. Sorry, I I I, I I I I didn't actually to buy me some because I thought it was kind of like you found it like a market or something. I didn't realize it was uh... readily available. <laughs> I'm just buy some anyway, pal. Don't worry, Merry Christmas. No, I wasn't <laughs> like one there. Next I realized that I live. I realise that I live next to a Tesco and a Lidl. I can already just go in and get some. But I don't um, yeah. know if Wittards is sold in big retail store. I don't know. I'd have to actually actually like feasibly look for it. Um because I've never had it before other than when I but I feel like I have seen the logo, so I'm sure that the like normal ones are. But when I go into the store again, Ross, pick your one up, babe. You really don't have to, but thank you. That's incredibly kind. I'm going to. I'm going Lucky. to. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Hundred pounds for a bloody hot chocolate maker. Wizards. 
with also chocolate free. I haven't got all my Targs hot chocolate maker. No, I don't want that. Get, just get the velvetizer. Yeah. All right, deal. I mean, it's the same price, but like, <laughs> it <Okay>. just you know, <laughs> it's the, okay. the, the but the hotel chocolate one is the OG one. So there's a banoffee pie one as well. Oh my god. Yeah, there is. Uh, Josh, your recommendation this week? Uh, I haven't really got one prepared. Um, however, uh, yeah, uh, bear with me. Uh, Do you want me to come back? No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend to either speak to a friend or let them reach out to you if you need them to. Um, because there will always be someone that likes that you're around. Uh, <clears throat> so don't ever think that you're alone in this because you're not. And just make sure that, you know, <clears throat> there's always someone that you can speak to and try and speak to them and vice versa to everyone because uh, we all need that. So definitely do that. Recommend. Very well said. Um, Very well said. Ow. We love everyone. We love, love you guys. You, oh my god, I love you guys. Um, yeah, very well said. I very much needed that myself. Um, this week I visited. I went to my uh, went to my dad's house for the first time since he passed, and it was a very strange but kind of emotionally cathartic experience. Um, I saw his uh, I saw his little corner that he's uh. That he's living out the rest of his days in, and it was um yeah it was pretty emotional, but uh yeah I'm very grateful that his um that his that his wife Shirley was there to kind of slowly walk me into the room, <laughs> and, um yeah it was beautiful, uh so yeah I highly recommend that as well. Very well said, Josh. Um Miles, live up to that, brother. <laughs> uh, I feel like we should just skip mine now. Oh, I'm just full of love for the both for you guys. God damn. Um no, genuinely, I just want to ditto what you guys have said i think yeah just look out for each other and be kind and yeah just reach out if you need to um i do uh, this is really shit because i've got a d recommendation and that sucks to follow that <laughs> no go on let's hear it let's hear uh, what you're gonna yeah it's that time of year where i get like an annual dud and uh unfortunately it's anthology of fear um it's a little indie horror game which I didn't want to hate. I, again, Roscoe, I went into it being like, you know, don't want to hate it. It looks like it'll be quite good. Uh, no, no. I oh, just man, you got to stop being excited for things. I'm just on, I'm the wrong way up with everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, this game is, uh, there's an effort made. It runs and it works, sort of. Um, I played it on console and some of the prompts would tell me to press escape to do something. And I was like... I don't remember there ever being an escape button on a PlayStation 5 controller, but here I am. Um, it's just very cliche to the point where you can almost read the entire game's story from its first five minutes. And it just plays on really old tropes. Like we've just come off of a thing about like looking out for each other and mental health and stuff. And we've progressed so far in the industry with it. And it just feels really regressive. They use mental health as an excuse for bad horror tropes. And I just played it and I was like, this isn't good. And it's not scary. You can actually, so basically, if you played any horror game ever, ever you kind of know how they work on a basic level. And if you manage to run through a corridor or a room quick enough, 
you can actually get to the point of the jump scare before the jump scare triggers so then when it does trigger you know like if a creepy face is gonna like pop around a corner and scare you you'll just walk up to the edge of the corridor and then the creepy face appears but you've already gone and i was like that's just not very well thought out um and yeah it was just an all-round disappointment it's not a bad game it's just not a good one either um so I wanted to be able to recommend it, but I can't. And the other game that I could have recommended is currently embargoed, so I can't talk about it. So don't play Anthology of Fear, I'm sorry. I uh, I don't hate it. Maybe support it if you're really into horror games and you want to support an indie title. But yeah, it's not really worth the time. And it took me about an hour and a half to finish, and I was thoroughly disappointed by the end. Uh, Boo. I know, yeah. I, I had I had some hopes for it. I just thought it'd be a nice little palate cleanser, but no, all it did was bore me. Well, Is it an easy plat at least? There's not even a platinum, Josh. Ah, and and please put platinums on your trophy list. Like, do whatever you do, whatever it takes. Just put them all gold. Just make a platinum there. Yeah, just... honestly, people will buy it purely because it's got a platinum, That's and right. you know you know there's obviously the incentive isn't to just do that make a great game and we'd love that but yeah put a plan in it because that that'd buy me i'd get that literally right like me and you would be like ah oh, fuck it it was a bad game but i got a platinum so it's fine i can deal with that um nope and also the trophy for getting all of the documents is bugged and no one has it so yeah it doesn't even have a platinum and it's bugged so now it's going to be sat on 60 percent for the rest of my days on my list Damn shame. Real damn shame. Had a lot of mm. potential and uh, it did not meet any of it, unfortunately. Yeah. But us, Roscoe, what is your recommendation? Well, thank you so much for asking, Miles. You're welcome, mate. Um, it's going to be something that none of you are going to be interested in at all, but hopefully one of the listeners might get something from it. Um, this Saturday, um, just gone, was the final special in the Doctor Who trilogy of David Tennant episodes. And it was called The Giggle. And it was absolutely wondrous um if you're a fan of nph mr neil patrick harris doing what neil patrick harris does best which is sing dance accents magic everything that neil patrick harris is famous for then you can't miss it he plays a wonderful villain called the toy maker and he's just superb in this hour and i loved it so much um i know but who's not for everyone i know that but god damn this was a fun hour of television and uh, I'm very much looking forward to the Christmas special with the new Doctor, Mr. Shooty Gatwa, who was in this episode and had a nice kind of sort of like beefy kind of part of the episode as well, which was very unexpected. Uh, so I had a great time. Neil Patrick Harris was on fire, as was David Tennant, as was Catherine Tay, as was Shooty Gatwa. Just, it was just such a, a fun hour of television. And um, if you want to just um, kick back and put your brain in the jar and be thoroughly entertained, um, I would highly recommend. Um, checking out that last episode because it was just it was just a thing of joy and um, it's got me really really hyped for the Christmas special and see shooty series going forward and yeah I always loved Doctor Who but now it's um, it's it's taking it to another level now to see where it's heading and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens next so yeah go check out Doctor Who it's on BBC iPlayer do it now all right ladies and gentlemen that does bring a solemn end to the penultimate episode of the Thinking Guns podcast this year uh, excuse me um if you like what we do my where am i where wait, wait hang on a minute 
Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. All of our individual handles are in the description below, except for Mars, of course. He's smart and not on Twitter slash X. If you really like what we do, want to follow our Patreon. For $1 a month, you can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. And if you listen, of course, on Spotify or Apple, do leave us a review. Five stars if you liked us. Five stars if you didn't. Why not? It doesn't matter anything to you. It matters a lot to us. It keeps us in the search engines and it keeps this podcast front and center on the store pages. So that would be amazing. Thank you very much indeed. But until next time, until our final episode, our Game of the Year episode next week, it is goodbye from Kat. Bye-bye. It is goodbye from Miles. Oh, well. And it's goodbye from Josh Thompson. Goodbye, everyone. I've been Roscoe. Until next time, this has been the Finger Guns Podcast.